Poison Rana. You want to wrestle Brian Danielson? You call yourself the Rainmaker, but you step in the ring with me, and you're getting into the f desert, and there ain't gonna be no rain. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana. You found us whatever podcast app you're using right now or live on youtube.com slash at Poison Rana pod. How are we doing, everybody? Hello. It's Sunday. It's the Frogs Day. And we are here to chat about some wrestling. Oh, yes, we are. Always here to talk about some wrestling. And there's always... Things going on in the world of wrestling, and today is a good day. <laughs> today is a good day. It's it's quite. I don't know how when collision starts, how we're going to do this because I wake up this morning. We both have shoot jobs, yeah. usually working on a Saturday night, and then it's like fuck. There was Dominion with all these announcements. Oh, Rampage. Tony Khan actually gave a shit about this week. Was actually one I was like, huh, yeah. kind of like to watch that. You had SmackDown. Now you're going to add collision to the list and stuff like man do i need to change my schedule yeah there's a lot of wrestling and basically what i'm saying at the top of this show i haven't watched it all but yeah there's lots and lots of news and stuff to talk about lots and lots of stuff the 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 wheels never keep stopping in the world of wrestling isn't that the the whole wheels never keep stopping they just they just never stop turning they just keep going there's no like break time you know you hear all the time there's no uh no off season in wrestling yeah there's no off season in Ring of Honor, Rampage, yeah. Dark Side of the Ring, all of this extra wrestling stuff that I, I've never heard a wrestling fan in the last five years go, you know what? There's just just not enough wrestling. Not out enough there. wrestling out there. Yeah, clearly that's not the case. There's so much wrestling that even us, uh, we can't keep up. But someone who can keep up is our very own John Ceno. John Ceno, yes. Listen to Shot in the Dark here on this very podcast feed. Ceno watches everything. He is a true completist in the world of wrestling fandom, and he watches everything. And in 15 minutes or less, he'll fill you in on all the results and who to watch and stuff like that. So Shot in the Dark on this feed. Shout out Ceno. Shout out Ceno and B Detroit also on this feed who put out a new What Up Doe, giving some thoughts of all the wrestling from last weekend with Double or Nothing, Night of Champions, and Battleground, and uh, some some hype for some... I think it's my new favorite podcast. It is. I haven't finished. I'm about halfway through. They're on like all the Spider-Man talk now. Yeah. Uh, but I love listening to those guys chat to each other. So easy to listen to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sino's just uh, been absolutely killing it here, being being not only our boy and our friend, but like just doing so much podcasting and stuff for postwrestling.com. And uh, B Detroit is new to a lot of people, but he's become one of our boys as well. And the the chemistry those two have together is a lot of fun to listen to and i'm happy that uh that's a show that we have here on this feed so go listen to that if you haven't already and yeah they got me hyped for some hollywood blockbusters including spider-man across the universe yeah i think we need to get them back together i I think they need to go watch this movie and then talk about it is oh yeah would be a a nice show to come in the next few weeks because i'm i'm super excited about this movie i i explained briefly that i got super stoned and watched the Little Mermaid in those D box moving nice. chairs. I think this movie, the Spider Man movie, would be a, a good movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm seeing it in IMAX though. I, oh, I need sweet. to see no, it. No, that's yeah, nice. I need to see yeah, it in IMAX. Uh, so yeah, I'm lots- so behind on films. As I said, like there's too much wrestling. Like I, I still got to see <laughs> Guardians. I've got to see Little Mermaid. Right, yeah. I got to see uh, Spider Man. Um, yeah. Just- what's What's the one that's gonna get you to to go? What's the one that's finally gonna break you? You know, I. 
I know you deep, deep down. I want to. You're s- a big mermaid fan. Yeah, like actually, all three of them. I've I've loved the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I have kind of fallen off of Marvel a little bit. I I think it's for me. It's the same thing has happened has happened with wrestling, where there's so much of it coming out that I can't keep up. And Guardians is one, especially being like the last film, or yeah. at least in this iteration with James Gunn and this cast. Uh, I definitely do want to see that. Um, but yeah, Little Mermaid looks great. Um, <laughs> it was. What else? Yeah, and Spider-Man. I love the first one. And I think that's, it's so, the first one is such a like visual masterpiece and yeah. like nothing else I've seen in the cinema before Yeah, um, that I, I would absolutely like to see this on a big screen. Yeah, the new one, the graphics look even crazier. Uh, and whoever does those animations are, are killing it. They're the same crew of people are doing the new uh, Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles animated yeah. movie. So the animation, but in Ninja Turtles, I'm like, holy cool. shit, man, yeah. like pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, lots of uh, movies and stuff this summer and blockbusters and stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe you haven't found time to go to the movie theater lately, Davey, because you're too busy salsaing. Yeah, it's been quite a week. Yeah. Uh, I did go to the theater theater this week. You I went finally, to the theater? I finally got around to seeing Hamilton. Oh, nice. Uh, I will say, I wish I read a history book because it's not something you American have no history idea. not talked about in the UK. But, oh, Canadians too. Like Canadians, right. you learn a little bit about American history, but we're like, we don't care. So I'm watching this going, how the fuck did Braden lead this with <laughs> you? Yeah. And then I realized, because all I've heard from you ever since is like, hey, that uh, King George who goes la da 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 da. It's the best song. I'm sorry. It's the best song in that show. No, but, uh, um, I mean, I've only watched it the once when it came out on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Shout out. Me and Nate Milton did a review all those you did, years yeah. ago. So that's what you're uh, talking no, about. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the performances and the music was great. But yeah, kind of wish I read up on the story beforehand. <laughs> then I went to my first country music concert wow. this week. So Dirks Bentley learned of this great song. I got drunk on a plane. Getting drunk on a plane. Oh. Sounds great. Uh, That was really fun. At Budweiser stage. Kind of gave me the bug for this summer. Right. And then went and booked tickets for Shaggy, TLC on Vogue and Sean Kingston. (laughs) Sean Kingston is on that? Yeah. Oh, my God. You coming? Maybe. The next day I'm going to Alexis on Fire. So I'm like, depending, deciding what day to take off work. Like, do I take the day off? During the like the day of the concert to get extra silly, mm. do I take the day off afterwards so I'm not dying at work? Yeah. But now you want me to see Shag- Shaggy is the hard Double sell. Billet. I mean, look at that. Look at TLC. that that lineup. No yeah. scrubs. Yeah. I mean, there's a few scrubs. Uh, uh, <laughs> wasn't me. Um, and then yeah, like then yesterday, my I, my whole body is in pain today because yeah. it was a beautiful day. I woke up and decided to go on a run. I ran 13K, which was more wow. than I was thinking I was going to do. Big, big mistake, because then I'm doing like a 10-hour shift on a bar on my feet all night with yeah. no break. Yeah. So do that, and my body's just in pain. And you came to visit me at the end of my shift, and then we went outside and like socialized a little bit with some friends. And then before we know it, we're salsering on King Street. It's me, you, and I don't even think some of these people, some of these girls were your coworkers. It's like one regulars. coworker and two just regulars at the bar. They decided that at like 3.30 in the morning on, in, in the street on, in downtown Toronto that they decided that it would be a good time to salsa yeah. and to teach us how to salsa. And you were pretty good. They were impressed. Uh, it's not my first time salsa. Yeah, it's not my first salsa, yeah. baby. Uh, and, I don't, I, I just vividly remember last night that we were salsing and then we stopped 
And then we kept doing it. And then strangers would walk by and see like these like cute girls and two random dudes just salsa <laughs> <laughs> and would try to join in like, oh, hey, what's going on? And then finally realized like, maybe I don't want to. Basically, do this. this is why we haven't watched Dominion. Is, <laughs> we, were, we were salsering at four in the morning on King Street. Um, Literally salsa. But there was a point where salsa I just suddenly went, I need to sit down <laughs> right now. And you're like, you OK? It was like, I was worried that I was in an episode of Buffy. And we'd been cursed to just salsa for eternity. Because, like, our feet just wouldn't stop fucking going. We'd just be talking about other stuff. And our feet are going... Yeah, well, this one girl's listening to music on her Spotify speaker, like, playing it. We're like, what the hell's going on? So, uh, what we're trying to say is we're now known as the Salsa Kings. Salsa Kings of King Street. <laughs> Salsing. In the street at three uh, thirty in the morning, as you do. So yeah, that's why we didn't get to see Claudio uh, yeah. New, New Japan because we didn't wake up in time. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm sore today. My legs are like, what did you do to yeah, me yesterday? Fair enough. That's a long day. Uh, but yeah, it's been a been a fun week. Been yeah, the week. Summer's, summer's off to here. Yeah, summer's off to a good start now. Uh, concerts and hanging out with people, just being outside. I got my bike fixed up, so I've just been going on bike rides, and it just puts me like. I don't know, better moods. Something Vitamin about D, it. baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the sun does stuff to you that just makes you feel like oh, yeah. super happier and shit. So I'm one hundred percent. I'm loving it already, and uh, we yeah. got we got a lot more things to to do this summer as well. Like it's already June. We already know. Forbidden poor is this month. Yeah, guys. guys, only a few weeks away, and we will be be partying and hanging out with some of your uh, lovely, lovely faces. So I mean, you you you're listening to this. You probably already know. Forbidden. Forbidden Door is coming to Toronto June 25th, and before and after, we have Forbidden Poor at Real Sports, downtown Toronto. It is basically attached to the Scotiabank Arena, so there is no excuse why you can't come over and say hi and sing some wrestling karaoke after the show, or hang out before the show with us and John away. It's going to be the best thing going on that day, outside of Forbidden Door, Yeah, right? <laughs> like, this is so convenient, it's right there, come and hang out with us. Uh, John and Way are going to be doing one of their fantastic live shows. We're going to be uh, putting the the BD title on the line in some of our games. Um, and you'll be able to try some of our signature Forbidden Poor cocktails and the chance to win some pretty sweet prizes too. Yeah, uh, we've we've locked in some some fun stuff as well. We got some like prizes to give away, some fun stuff. Someone's walking out as champion. Someone's walking out with some cool swag. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff. I'm working on some wrestling pins. I'm going to give out to people as well. Some hopefully some like only only available from this day, never to be made again or seen again. So some some popular stuff and some fun stuff that people will get, and hopefully a really fun experience. Um, and 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 just being able to hang out with the, like a, a bunch of our listeners and 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 friends and and all this stuff and it's so many people are coming to this one. I know well. we sold a lot of tickets. Uh, it's <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of people in one. We're, there's fun. a lot of people coming to this. It's gonna be so much fun and loads of like the post community as well. Uh, yeah. The aforementioned John Ceno and B Detroit will be there. Brandon uh, from New Jersey. Brandon from New Jersey will be there. The champion Fire Frank. He yeah. got a passport. Just specifically for this event. Yeah, isn't that um, crazy? got Bruce Lord, who we had the pleasure of meeting pretty recently. He's going to be coming back from Vancouver for this. Our man Neil. Our man Neil, finally. I, yeah. Our uh, man Neil is the final, like, infinity stone. That you want to... That you need we to haven't meet. collected yet. Yeah, I think Scrump is coming. Scrump's I think coming, yeah. Scrump is coming, too. There's just so many people coming up for this thing, and it's... 
it's absolutely fantastic. And we can't wait to, to party with you fine, fine folks. And uh, it, there's only a few more weeks until this event. And in the next coming weeks, we definitely have some things adding on. I, we've been chatting with uh, working on a drink menu and things like that. And hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, by the end of this week, we'll be able to announce some fun stuff regarding that. And just, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited that so many people bought tickets and are ready to, to come hang out with us and party. So can't wait for that. Yeah, don't leave it too late to get your tickets because we're going to start flyering all around the city soon and people are going to jump on this. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, pretty crazy. And then afterwards, we'll do some wrestling karaoke and... And maybe salsa as well. <laughs> yeah, you come come out salsa. Come I love a salsa, salsa to Judas. <laughs> <laughs> What's the key of a proper salsa? It's the, like, the two-step, right? It's step, in the right? hips, baby. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the hips, yeah. It's just going forward, back, get the hips going. So, so that's what we're doing later this month. And uh, we can say, I know there's some, some UK listeners out there who are maybe, you know... They're bummed that they're not being able to open up a forbidden door, but they know that they're in their hearts. They're going all in. Well, follow this space as we've, as we've been saying, but sooner rather than later, we will be announcing something for this week. We're going to be announcing. Week. Yeah. For you, for you Brits out there or anyone traveling in for all in later this summer, make sure you have that, that. Sunday before the, the the big show at Wembley, open. If you're looking at booking your trains or whatever, yeah. maybe come down the night before. Yeah. Maybe come down early that day. Exactly. Because you don't want to rock right up to Wembley. You're going to want to hang out with some friends. Friends, absolutely. Mm. So uh, keep keep posted on that. We will keep you posted on that because lots and lots of fun stuff. We also mentioned we're going to Detroit for SummerSlam. And if there's any Michigan or Toronto people traveling for that show or this and that, we will be there and we'll hopefully be kind of organizing a, a meetup of some capacity as well so lots of wrestling this summer and uh, hey if you're going to a show let us know and we always love live feedback from different shows and stuff because i saw sino and frank our friends were at the white plains show was that it white House plains? Of glory yeah no no oh. they were at wwe last night oh okay and sino is like front row he has like selfie with seth rollins Damn. and like all these things that looked like a fun fun time as well so lots of wrestling never enough wrestling wherever you may be and I hope uh, you get the the best of the wrestling this summer, which mm. it seems like there we got we're getting a lot of uh, wrestling this summer. Yeah, shall we get into it? I think I think so. Yeah, I'm really excited about a few things that came out today. So uh, Dominion was last night, right? Yeah, this morning, um, uh, New Japan Dominion, and uh, we got some announcements right away for Forbidden Door. Last year, uh, they kind of started with the you know, CM Punk Tanahashi thing. And obviously that didn't happen due to uh, Punk's injury. Because he's and weak and frail. And then we had that tournament and then it was kind of tag matches thrown together and that kind of thing. Still one of the best shows of the year last year. Oh, yeah. But definitely the build and kind of the matchups weren't necessarily what we were wanting. Yeah, when someone says, hey, I'm, I'm putting together a New Japan versus AEW Dream matchup pay-per-view... What are some of these matches you you can't wait to see? You know, El Fantasmo and Sting didn't necessarily tick off those boxes. The the multi man matches don't necessarily. You know, it was still cool, but I was also like, okay, the first dream match, Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. It was amazing, mm. and probably match of the show. That's not necessarily <clears throat> what I've been, you know, yo yearning for, just waiting for. Yeah. The match that they have announced. Today, for this year's Forbidden Door, is in fact the match I've been waiting for. And I'm not alone on that. 
I feel like you're going out of order. I'm here. sorry, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, they announced some matches yesterday and we started with this video of a desert. Do you want to explain this? Yeah, this is exactly the match. This I've, is the match. Okay. Yeah, this is exactly the match I'm talking about. I mean, this video is is great. You had um, John Moxley and Claudio debuting mm-hmm. for New Japan, which I imagine is not going to be the, the first or last time. And the BCC in full effect there. But there was a member who wasn't present in Japan. But a video was sent in that they aired of Brian Danielson hanging out in the desert. This was definitely when he was with Yuta doing neck squats yeah. or whatever the hell they were doing bridges and Jitsu. yeah yeah and danielson is 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 hiking it's like 127 hours here yeah. he's he's going through the the desert and he looks at the camera and he's like hey i want to i've always wanted to come to new japan i've always wanted to fight the best and i hear someone over here is the best and calls out the rainmaker kazuchika okada and says i hear you're the rainmaker well I'm a fucking desert, man. And you can't make it rain, then come make it rain June 25th. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I get the feeling Danielson might not have been to Toronto for a while because yeah. <laughs> definitely no desert here. But, <laughs> but it's like in the desert, there is no rain. Yeah, in Toronto, there's no desert either. But, <laughs> but yeah, this match has been announced. Okada Danielson. Um, it's This is the right move. I really want to see... Uh, Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. at some point. And, you know, maybe that's the Wembley, Wembley. show. Um, maybe they do that there. Or even, like, yeah, maybe even at that Rev Pro if they don't want to put it in the in the stadium. Um, but, yeah, but this is the bigger match. This, right? is, this is a main event of, like, a Tokyo Dome. This is a main event pretty much everywhere. This is a match that I've been waiting for for a very, very long and time. And we were robbed of that singles Okada match last year. I think they should have just gone the... The Hangman Okada route, yeah, um, which they kind of seemed to tease to start with, and then it went to the four way. But yeah, this is huge. Yeah, I mean Danielson leaving WWE, he he made it clear many many times in interviews that he wanted to go wrestle. He wanted to do wrestle all these guys that were, you know, becoming big stars over there and getting different, you know, audiences and and some attention. That he's all about wrestling, like he's obsessed with it, right? Like just the actual wrestling aspect and. Hey, if he's only got a, a few years on that ticking clock, this is the match he's been waiting for himself. So you know they're going to go balls to the wall with with these guys. I hope he does not wrestle until this match. Yeah, please, for the love I, of I God. Feel like he might be in a double cage. Do soon. not, do not wrestle before this match because, like, uh, I need this guy protected. He needs to walk around with bubble wrap for the next three weeks. I definitely feel. Uh, Tony Khan maybe heard our complaints about that rampage. So I was like, all right, yeah. do you want Danielson Okada? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. Okada's been someone who's who's been cooled off. He's not their champion anymore, which makes it a bit more interesting that he's not champion versus a guy who's also not a champion. Like, there's no stakes. It really doesn't matter who wins, really. Yeah. We win because we're watching it. So uh, just as a wrestling nerd fan here, this is legit a dream match. And the fact that they've announced it for Forbidden Door, a show that we're not only going to, but, like, we're just so hyped for our city to get. It just makes it, like, so perfect. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, this is a match to fans. You don't need a whole lot of build for right. it. I do hope we do get some build, but this is a interesting time where we all assume they're building up to blood and guts, uh, which is going to involve Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, who we're going to go on to talk about now. It's how you weave these two things in. And I think this is where AEW have maybe got a bit messy in the past. And I think that was the case last year where they're trying to tell 
multiple, multiple. stories. And we're going to see that with All In and All Out being back-to-back as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they kind of navigate all this. But off the bat, like, super, super excited about this announcement. Yeah, I got the same vibe as when that original Jericho video aired for Kenny. Mm. It was like, wait, what? Like, oh, Okay, wait. Oh, shit. It's happening. It's happening. Like, seeing this video this morning of Danielson in the desert saying, Okada, I want you to wrestle you. It's like, I, I'm not saying I could cry, but I'm just like, ah, I'm so excited mm-hmm. now because I've genuinely been waiting for this match. Uh, Danielson with the, the, like, everything just being in New Japan, a match like that, like, who knows what we could see from him. And I'm also, so like, I think uh, we saw... Okada earlier in this year with the like the Kiyomiya feud mm-hmm. get that more aggressive streak to him, yeah. which has way more interesting freshened him up a little bit for me. Danielson's doing the same with BCC and their, as I said, their death jitsu and how they like just beautiful violence. Yeah, uh, it adds a nice like an even better wrinkle to this match than it would have been a year ago. I think. Yeah, I mean, you, just announcing this match, you already have you already have my money. You have a lot of people's money. The show is sold out over a million dollar gate, this and that. But like now, people are going to be like, "Oh shit, this is a must watch match." What could they possibly add to this card that could top Danielson and Okada? Well, then they then they go, "Hey, we're also going to throw out the rematch of the century." teasing the fact that well it's it's i don't think this one is officially announced but no it is it is officially announced the graphic will osprey kenny omega 2 yeah in toronto canada so osprey beat lance archer this morning and uh will be challenging kenny omega for the united states championship at forbidden door um do you think this main event, I mean, what, like, of yes. these two, do you think you'd main event with this one? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just had uh, a friend over. He's kind of a, a lapsed fan. He used to really like wrestling in the 2000s and stuff like that. But he always, when he comes over, is like, hey, I don't keep up, but is there anything lately that's been good? So I showed him uh, Anarchy in the Arena from last week, Double or Nothing, and he, w- he was really into it and loved it. So I was like, hey, you, I've showed you Will Ospreay before, but you, I'll show you Kenny Ospreay. So I rewatched it last night. Actually, oddly enough, that nice. then this morning was the announcement of the second one. But watching that, I was like, oh, man, like this match still hits. This match holds up. It's such a banger. And then now being announced for the rematch here, it makes so much sense. And the, the promo from Osprey afterwards calling Canadians assholes. He's like, Canadians get the rap for being nice people. <laughs> Jericho, asshole. Don Callis, asshole. <laughs> El Fantasmo, asshole. Kenny, asshole. He's like, Canadians suck. Oh, what do you call it? Bret Hart? He says Bret just moans, moans about time. everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love it. Love it. Uh, Osprey's definitely stepped up in his not only promo, but like character game. He's mm. he's definitely coming into his own of not playing that anymore. He's genuinely like become the, the wrestler. And I, I, I'm just super excited for that match. And that should be the main event. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many things you, you could main event with Danielson Okada we don't know what the world champions are doing right now. And I, and I think, um, I like, I'm a big MJF fan. Um, but when you think of a new Japan US crossover show, he's not the guy you really think of headlining, but he's the champion. So what do you think a, a MJF match would be? MJF Toriano? <laughs> MJF Naito? MJF Naito. Okay. 
I mean, last year there was uh, the main event with Moxley Tanahashi, right? So, I mean, do you do? I, I don't. I, I see Kenny and Osprey main eventing. Full stop. There's nothing that could top that. Back. I mean, unless it's Danielson Okada. Either it's just the I. I don't know the visual. It's like this is a secondary title. Yeah. It's I like the match is huge, yeah. but it's for the U.S. title. It's what does it say having that main event over your? Both your world championships. It's like, imagine... Like they didn't do that at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, they didn't main event with Yeah, this. I was just watching it, and as soon as the match ends, it's like, oh, and then now comes Okada versus Jay White. I was like, Pfft. yeah. Imagine having to follow that match, and it, it'll be the same thing with I would think it makes sense to do Tanahashi Punk, uh, because you had that set up for net last year. Yeah. You also, I don't, I don't think you'd have Tanahashi challenged two years in a row. So you want P- punk versus, you think that's going to happen? I think so. Two broken down old men. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that makes sense. They set up the match last year. Why not go for it yeah. this year? Um, if they're smart, they actually would put that on the collision show because yeah, that, on they that need first to still one, sell yeah. tickets for set that it up show. Then. And it, well, exactly. He's only coming with a week. Punk's debuting a week before forbidden door. So that's one. It's like, hey, we were meant to do this last year. Let's do it. Yeah. No story needed. Uh, so MJF, I, you might be right. Naito could be good. Like, it, it would make sense. They're both like dickheads. Uh, I know MJF's been shitting on New Japan saying it's an indie fed. So like, clearly they, maybe the match is him and Tanahashi. Suzuki could be fun. Suzuki, MJF, MJF. Yeah. You know, just scaring the shit out of MJF. Slapping him around. And yeah. then MJF can beat him. Beat him. Yeah. That would be the, so the I'd match. say, yeah, Naito. Uh, or Suzuki could be fun. Ishii? Ishii? Ishii or Suzuki, like being like one of the, or like Shingo, like one of the like hard hitter so slappers. You Ishii know? missed Forbidden Door last year. Remember, he was meant to be in that four way. Oh, yeah. Um, you've also got like, you know, a returning Miro as soon as coll- collisions. Miro v Ishii. Miro Ishii is something I've wanted for a long time. Book it. Um, yeah. Shingo, where would you place him? Shingo, I mean, Shingo versus anyone is a, is a draw. Like, is a g- good match, but I could probably see him being put in another I'm, no tag one match. Ring of, was it, uh, they've teased, um, Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr., but that could be maybe for Ring of Honor. That could be on a yeah, dynamite. There's but, Samoa Joe. Yeah. Samoa Joe, Zack Sabre Jr. <coughs> could possibly be at Forbidden Door as well. So that's, so it looks like they're going about things the right way this year, which is super exciting. I mean, if you're looking at these two matches that are announced, this is already a goaded yeah. pay-per-view. Like this is crazy. This already has my attention, my curiosity, my money, everything just already. So TK and whoever the New Japan guy going right now, good job. Yeah. <laughs> good job of booking this so far. Cause last year I had a lot of people. Scratching their heads at like, oh, this isn't necessarily the mm. the big dream match. Because, you know, back in the day, Ring of Honor, New Japan, crossover, War of the Worlds and stuff. They used to do some pretty – they used to do the multi-mans, of course. But they at least like one or two big matches that would like hit on those shows. And now we're seeing that. You know what? I could see Jericho Shingo maybe. Jericho Shingo? Because he's, he's done the Suzuki thing, hasn't he? He's done the Ishii thing. Okay. I think Jericho will want a big match. And I don't think – yeah, he's kind of – faced everyone else hasn't he he's had the naito match he's had the tanahashi match jericho had- and the jericho a jas versus just five guys yeah or like I, st- I see him being more of a tag route just because he's got like his crew with him but still a singles match in or Toronto. jericho sonata like if you need like sonata is the champ right sure yeah like, pain maker kind of, yeah pain maker like, against sonata it's it's toronto and 
uh, as much as some people might not like Jericho as much these days, when Jericho walks out in Toronto, the place goes nuts. Like yeah. he's he's from here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's from Winnipeg. You yeah, idiot. I mean, if you're from, uh, yeah, everywhere's next door, isn't? Yeah, everywhere's Canada? from Canada, just down the road. Uh, yeah. yeah, everywhere outside Winnipeg. Toronto hates. Toronto, because they, they think we're American. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jericho in any match. You know what? Jericho in a singles match <sighs> would be a bigger, like, deal, but I do see him being in a tag match. I don't know. What other... Like JS multi Yeah. Let, let us know. I see some people in the chat as well watching. Shout out Stephen K. But uh, what other dream matches? Now that we are... Now that I'm spent already. I'm smitten. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what else I get on this show, to be honest. Now that They've I get... told us what we've wanted. Yeah. You so literally are giving us what, what I, I want. Even if the rest of the card is multi-man matches. Like, it's fine. We've got those two big singles. Absolutely. That's how I feel. Call me crazy, but it's like, yeah, I'm getting these two matches. Then everything else is just extra already. Mm-hmm. So I do think you should go down the route of doing another big Orange Cassidy match as well. I think when they announced the Osprey match last year... People are like, oh, I was expecting something a bit bigger. And then the match happened and you go, okay. Okay. And especially this year with, I like, Orange Cassidy's had such a run. One of I the, mean, one of the wrestlers of the year this year, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Easily. So, He's Mr. Dynamite for me. Yeah. Like, he's so hitting. On. I think you should give him a big singles as well. Okay. So Orange Naito. Orange Naito? Orange Ishii. Orange Orange Naito would be fun just for, like, the stalling for the first... 30 minutes <laughs> who could who yeah who could throw their title around yeah i see title getting thrown around like trash yeah the, the best uh yeah there's so many now like open things that i'm sure in the next week or so we'll get some more bat- match announcements but mm. having danielson okada being announced is a pretty big one and i'm i'm beyond excited for this show so in the next coming weeks we'll figure out the rest of the card i'm sure and it won't matter to me i'm gonna be happy and Getting lit watching Danielson beat the shit out of Okada and Kenny beating the shit out of Will. So I'm excited. Be Be safe, guys, until then. (laughs) (laughs) Please, no one wrestled before that. So we did have confirmation on Dynamite this week that, yes, CM Punk is returning. What? will make his return. You know where he's returning? Chicago. (sighs) Yeah. At the United Center, Saturday, June 17th for Collision debut. Yeah, and I'm sure the ticket sales instantly jumped up for a bunch of these... Places. So I read it sold less than 700 tickets in the first 24 hours after this announcement. So it hasn't so far. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he's not even in Chicago. Chicago. And that's at the United Center. Yeah. They yeah, only shifted. Yeah. But that could have changed by now. Yeah. It definitely could have. I know the, the one in Hamilton is the one that's struggling the most. But like, in my opinion, what a stupid idea to try to sell those tickets that the, the window is not that big now. There's only a month in. Well, what are you? What else are you supposed to do? Not do a new show that's supposed to air on Saturdays taped on a Thursday night in a big fucking arena. Like it's, it was like, a bad move. What else can you do? Yeah, you know they've they've announced this Canada tour. Like they they've got the venue yeah. there for that day. Like it's not. Like, it's, it's they've tough. got this commitment to this show. They're still going to make money by just having the show on TV. But like I noticed a lot of uh, some listeners and some wrestling fans are kind of confused already. Like, sorry, what's this show then on the Thursday? Oh no, it's that show, but they're taping it. Okay. Well, wait, why would they do that? If I'm already going to be going to the other two, it's like, well, it's in a different city, but you know, it's still a lot of those Toronto. I think the Hamilton one is having some of the worst ticket sales they've ever like Mm. possibly had. I will say the rollout was weird. I think we'll learn about it maybe later, maybe in 10 years when Punk does another podcast. But, like, what was going on? I think we kind of know, don't we? Right? Like, like, we saw it with that that weird day when they were going to announce Collision yeah, and then they off. delayed it by the next week announcing Chicago and then the next week. It's 
it's Punk throwing a fucking wobbly again, isn't it? Honestly, like, like we don't we know, know that, happened. but yeah, it's, <laughs> it sounds like that. And honestly, that's so like dirty. That's so like, I, I'm someone and I, I I'm totally not, uh, like dismissing the, the level, the star power of punk, mm. because I think if you, once you announce this, there will be people who want to show up to these things. Obviously, when they announced it on dynamite, the crowd reaction was mixed. There was a lot of cheers and a lot of booze, but. That's kind of part of it. Like that's now a thing. Now you I want think people play into it. Yeah, they want to sure. play he into that. If he's smart, yeah. Like, if they, if they're smart, they would definitely play into that stuff. Maybe you know, don't come out calling out the elite and stuff like that, but call out like some of his attitude. I hope we boo the fuck out of him. In like Toronto. we should be getting to the level where it becomes that, and it becomes a part of the shtick. But last week, watching Double or Nothing and seeing half the crowd and some of the shots mm. empty, seeing that they were giving tickets away for free and still couldn't fill this place was like, Ooh, that's, that's kind of rough, but mm-hmm. you keep going to the same places. Like, you know, what is it? Insanity. You keep doing the same thing, asking, looking for different yeah. things. Like, well, maybe go somewhere else. They're learning that, but then they go ahead and go, Oh, actually we're doing a collision, a Saturday show, which you don't know anything about. Mm. You're not going to know what's on it except Punk is back and he's showing up. So you know he's going to cut a promo in that United Center. That's but enough for the first show, I think. It's it's a good enough thing. And then thing you set that... up, like, you have your... We've seen Miro and Thunder Rosa and seen Andrade on the poster. Like, but, you you go... Oh, Thunder whole... Rosa and Miro on it? Oh, fuck, we better get tickets for this. I, no, I am like, genuinely... But, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's... Like, Punk is the draw, and yeah. you set it up with your new cast on that Saturday. Yeah, I, I genuinely think, though, a lot of people, just because, like, we, we, you know, we do these podcasts, and we talk to a lot of fans and listeners and stuff, all, the, the genuine, like, the consensus, and the ticket sales are showing this, that people are like me and you, go, you're not fooling me again. Oh, yeah. You're 100%. not getting me again with this, it's called Collision, but it's Rampage. And if it's that, and I spend all this money for you know to see Action Andretti versus QT Marshall, and Punk cuts a pro- Punk cuts a promo at the end of the night, no, that's not worth it. A lot me. of people play the ticket game. Like I play the ticket game with pretty much everything I go to. Yeah. I'll, I'll look on on sale, and if I see a pair of tickets for a price I think is good, I'll get them. If not, I'll go. You know what? I'll wait and see what they look like on the day. Yeah. And normally it works out. And after like hearing those six dollar tickets for Rampage last time, yeah, and seeing that tickets really haven't shifted, well, how would you I'm feel? Way happier to wait. Imagine me and you went, "Ha, huh, we we're not getting a pay per view in in Toronto. Let's go, let's go to Vegas, Davey. Mm. Let's go, let's go buy some tickets. How much are these tickets? Two hundred bucks a ticket? Cool. And then me and you go out the night before to a casino, and we have a few drinks. And someone says, "Hey, would you like some free tickets yeah. with your burger? Yeah. Oh, you mean free tickets for the tickets I just spent two hundred dollars on? Yeah." Wouldn't that piss you off? Oh, 100%. Would, it would me. So they're, they're learning the hiccups along the way of, you know, booking and tickets and stuff. But I would hope they're with the, you know, sellout of Forbidden Door, pretty much a sellout of Wembley, like selling all those tickets, like big tickets moving in other places should, they should learn right away. Let's keep doing that. I will say as a fan, um, I just like, I don't trust punk, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I hear, yeah. like, I'm, I'm seeing what the reports are that, uh, Ace Steel's gonna be heavily involved with his creative on, uh, on Collision. Right. And I believe, I mean, I loved that segment, you know, where he came out and was trying to get punk to wrestle again. I thought, I thought he was really good. And I, I understand, like, he was heavily involved in the creator of that, of that, uh, biting aside, like, could be good. Yeah. But it's when you're hearing, you know, the, the Jericho match was pitched and then he was like, apparently, 
oh, I'd kind of like to work some more Joe. And now he's going, oh, Jay White seems kind of interesting. I just, it gets messy when you get, you're allowed to be so heavily involved in your creative. We've yeah. seen it before and we've seen this guy be a bit of a diva recently. You still need Reason. Tony Khan. You need show who's boss and be like, no, you're not facing Jay White. You're facing this guy. You, you face who I pick you to face. Yeah. And that doesn't look like what this deal is with punk. Is it, is it like, because again, I, I would not dismiss the popularity of this guy for so long that he is a draw that people who don't buy tickets would now buy a ticket to go see this guy just because that's just how mm. it, it works. He is a bigger star than anyone else in this company. But for me as a fan, he doesn't move the needle for me, but it, I think that's a rare occurrence where I'm already paying. I would rather pay to see your, you know, elite guys or your AW dream matches or my Okada dream match and stuff. For me, I do not want my, I, I don't care about CM Punk. I'm definitely over that like hump of the, the interest there is like, yeah, he creates drama and stirs up shit. And every day on the internet, it's punk watch of what's he's done now, what's he said now, and dirt sheets reporting things that may or may not be true. I'm just, I'm so, it's it's not a draw for me, but mm. I that doesn't speak for a majority of their audience. Right? I'm hoping, like, I really enjoyed his run in AEW, and I thought the promos were excellent. I think he was doing some of his best in-ring work as well, and... Like, but I do feel a bit negative and bitter Sour. towards yeah. him. Like, I think the guy seems like a bit of a dick. And I also don't trust that he's going to be around too long. Like, is he still, is he going to be healthy for a whole year and not either get injured or no. get pissed off and walk off? Like, that's what I don't trust. But I'm hoping, like, a few weeks in and you start seeing those, you know, dynamite uh, promo segments again, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm on board with this now. Yeah, it's... It's so weird. It's like this guy's definitely got them by the balls. And yeah. he's proven this because look at these ticket sales. Look at the last paper. Look at that last pay-per-view. Mm. You know he's got the bargaining chips and everything in his corner because he goes, you don't want me? Oh, okay, I'll walk. And then they go, no, 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 no hold on, hold on. We, yeah. We'll do this. Now nah, I'm going to walk. No, 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 we got to do this. Like, it's Can my friend come back as well? What, your friend who bit people? Yeah, no. Oh, then I'm walking. Yeah. All right, your fucking mate Ace can come can back. Can he then. even walk with his injuries? I don't know what's going on. With, no, but like, this this guy's got the bargaining chips, and rightfully so. He knows people are interested and always want to talk about him and see him talk and see him wrestle for whatever reason. But like, he isn't a draw, and you cannot deny that. And I do like the fact that it's got people like, oh, well, you know, stirring up interest is always good, right? But when this guy is clearly using this as a bargaining chip on in his way, I see this guy as soon as this contract is done or nullified or however he gets out of finally leaving AEW, he's going right back to Uncle Paul and he will be in the WWE to retire. No questions asked, in my opinion. And all those promos from the past year of, I'm in AEW because I like wrestling and I want to help the younger talent. He has completely shown me as just a fan that he was bullshitting. I agree. And I agree. he was lying. Yeah. And money, money, money is the root of everything. And do not fucking get it twisted. He is not your friend. He does not care about you. So that's that's how I see it. And I'm like, hey, if you put on some good matches or some entertaining stories, then all for it. But just from like the the seeing of all this stuff, 
you're kind of he has soured me as a fan it's a lack of trust that's that's where i'm 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 completely with you but i see i would love to be proven wrong where he shows up and he's just it's amazing and he puts on i don't know great matches or great promo something it's he's got to bring he's got to be worth all this drama i just i feel like and that's in a way why i i don't want it to him to debut in Chicago because you know what kind of they're going to cheer him. They're going to cheer him, and I feel it's going to feel like false. You know, like it. It, false it feels like they're going to try and recreate that rampage, the first dance. I'm back, and it will feel like that, but it will just. I won't feel as happy about it this time. Yeah, he's going to come out. He's going to say, "I'm back," or he's going to, "Oh, my back!" Actually, yeah. I'm out again. I can't do this, guys. Sorry. Uh, I just. I want it to like bring interest and I think that's what's good. But at the same time, he seems like he's also like a detriment. He's also like the devil in disguise when it comes to, I mean, maybe not disguise because people have been saying it for years that this guy is like not good for locker rooms, not good for certain people. And I don't know, just clearly rubbing people the wrong way, but that's maybe also good for the wrestling business. I don't know. I hope punk comes out and he's getting cheered and Goldberg comes out and spears him. (laughs) And that's what we set up for. Well, I thought, uh, thoughts on Dynamite this week. I didn't think it was the strongest episode. I thought there was some good wrestling, but, uh, not crazily newsworthy, but I did really enjoy the Takeshita Don Callis segment. Oh, the heat. Oh, man. Yeah. I absolutely love this. Shout out that crowd. They knew their role for that segment and oh, yeah. they played it right. Sometimes you got to know your role as a crowd. I, I love the crowds that are loud and get over, and sometimes they just want to get themselves over. But sometimes you gotta play into it's, what's going. It on. reminded me of you know when Champa came out to no music and was just like "fuck you, Champa" and that. And it's yeah. it's everyone playing along with the story. And I thought this uh, was a great start to this story with Callus and Takeshita, and still not really confirming if he's BCC. Or yeah. not, which I like. They're kind of still playing with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be interesting when we see Takeshita actually wrestle because I think he's got such a a babyface wrestling style that I think that could be a struggle, uh, perhaps. But we'll see. Putting him with Don Callis is absolutely the right move because he is so unlikable. Oh, man. It was nuclear heat. It was Dom heat here where he just comes out. The crowd are booing. He cuts the scathing promo of like why he turned his back on Kenny. Uh, also, Takeshita looking a bit more fly. He's, mm. he's not wearing his shit cinnamon trunks gear or whatever. Like, he's wearing almost like a jacket from, like, Drive or something. Mm. Like, you know, he's looking pretty gangster. And then he gets the mic and starts, you know, berating the crowd in Japanese. I was like, fuck yes. This is exactly what you need in AEW right now. Healed, evil Don Callis. You know, evil car salesman dude with this awesome Japanese wrestler who didn't have the edge now has found that it's a perfect like combination. And now there's so many openings for like, not just storytelling, but some great matches. Like clearly this guy was rising and the crowds were getting behind him. This is the best way to, it's kind of what they did with um, Garcia. Mm. It's like, well, he's over, but like, what else does he have other than the wrestling? Yeah. Well, let's give him something. And now he's got this story. It's a great like addition to it. And that was my favorite part of dynamite. Me too. Um, I also liked the the kind of subtlety throughout the show of saying Kenny Omega's out of the country. And then I can't remember who it was said, oh, Kenny's in Canada. No, 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 he's not in Canada. So kind of hinting that maybe he's gone back to Japan yeah. to find some friends. Um, 
obviously Ibushi makes the most sense. But also now with this Okada Danielson announcement, Okada could perhaps le- perhaps be that fifth man, maybe. Okada in what? The in the elite. Oh right. Like right, having right, right. that, you know, mutual respect with Kenny of having those matches in the past and also Okada's friendly with the Bucks. Like yeah, the Bucks that's true. who got you know Okada in yeah, America and, and stuff. Um Ibushi does make the most sense and you could even spin that off to maybe Ibushi Takeshita at uh, Forbidden Door. Jeez. Which could be awesome. I mean, Ibushi has been talking shit about Takeshita. Yeah, exactly. In some interviews, he's been saying, you're a ripoff of me. (laughs) So my money would be on either of them, and I'd be happy with either of them as well. Uh, We're also just assuming Blood and Guts is happening. I don't think so. At least, I I don't think it's happening before Forbidden Door. I mean, we're recording this on Sunday, June 4th, but like at this point, I don't think it should happen right now. I think this should like sprinkle. I, I don't know. I really don't know. You could announce it in two weeks and do it, but then why would you want all these guys fighting when you have a pay-per-view? Well, like, and that's why I'm thinking if it's a way to, like, split other stories going off, you know, you could always have Osprey interfere to cost the Elite again so you can have that feud. If you're doing, like, Okada, Danielson, or, like, Takeshita, Ibushi, or whatever, it feels like they kind of do have to wrap up this faction story before we get on to Forbidden Door. But that means, you know, you need to announce this this week. Yeah, you need to announce it really soon. I, I I like how the even when like there was Danielson on commentary on Dynamite, when he asked about Takeshita, he's like, oh I can't comment if he's like if they're with us or without us, which was very like reminding me of the Shield days whenever Punk or Heyman when the Shield were like his mm. his 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 dogs, his men, they'd ask him and he'd be like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they kind of drop that later. But, like, it's a safe way to, in case we need to tie it together. Oh, yeah, yeah I've been doing that for them the whole time. And then if the other way... Actually, no, I'm just... <laughs> and it can be, like... It can also... You can have him team with this faction without being in the faction. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I don't think Callus is really the right fit for Blackpool Combat Club. I no, don't think no. they need him to be talking. Absolutely not. No, like, no. And I, I've actually really been enjoying... Uh, their promos recently with Danielson and Moxie, both very different promos, but kind of leading it. Um, I think Utah's really stepped up as well recently. I, I'm oh, kind of yeah. liking him as you know the the little prick of the of the faction. Yeah. They're they're making meaner and you know giving him that pin over Kenny. I love that he's been pushing. I pin Kenny Omega in the main event of a pay per view, or like really he kicked out of the buckshot. I rewatched yeah. that thing and. Claudio breaks it up, but he kind of yeah. kicks out of it, which is a big deal as well. So this guy getting a huge rub. I so mean- I, I think the heel turns really like given them all more defined characters since Regal leaving. And I, I actually, I know there are a lot of negative comments about Regal going, but I think they've kind of made it make sense now. Like Regal abandoning them has kind of fucked them up and made them, you know, more violent Evil. and yeah, more mean. like, yeah, he taught us a lesson. That was his plan. And he's made us a, a better version of the Black Bull Combat Club by screwing with us. Yeah, I definitely am. I just love Danielson. I love Moxley. I've really grown to love Wheeler Yuta. He's stepped up and and as the way we kind of wished he he did, right? In all those Mm. like months and months ago. I could see Don Callis managing Takeshita. I know uh, the one dude in Aussie Open's out right now, Mm. but like that would be his stable, like the United Empire and bringing in Osprey, who I imagine is going to be doing a, a bit more AEW dates, especially with All In. Osprey's pretty much said, I am 
I've been paid to wrestle for all in. Right. I just can't tell you what I'm doing yeah. yet. So it's like, I have a feeling that that goes that route more. Like Don is with Will. Don is with Takeshita. Yep. And Aussie Open, hopefully when they, they kind of get back together. And that's his like team there, but love it. Yeah. Uh, what else on Dynamite did you like this week? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, there was the match with the Blackpool Combat Club versus the Lucha Bros and uh, Bandido. 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 Yeah. Bandido dressed as a bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was pretty great as well. Like those guys getting beat up by the Blackpool Combat Club looks great. But uh, I forgot that these guys were Ring of Honor tag champions because yeah. they lost it last, last year. So that still muddies me when I'm like – there's so much going on, and you chose on this show to go, hey, the Gates of Agony are going to have a tag team match later in the show. And I was like, I don't even know who these people are still. So I'm like, all right. Like, I, I, like they're, not, they're not stars and don't feel like AEW wrestlers yeah. to me. But I do think they've improved, and I actually quite enjoyed their match with uh, Orange and Darby, Darby yeah. who I'm actually quite enjoying as a team. They, they come across as like, a, I don't know, Better wrestler versions of AOP. Yeah. That kind of big man sure. tag team. And, yeah. and I think there is a place for that, but they don't seem established for me enough in AEW yet. Um, but yeah. I guess they're at that butcher and blade level. You know, you can put them in. They're going to have a solid match, but I'm not going to be like, fuck, I've got to see that gates of agony. Yeah. And tonight. it just, and, and someone like I, I'm definitely, we, we mentioned there's just so much wrestling that I, I am, I am a cherry picker of everything else. I'll always watch dynamite and everything else is like, I seek out if, you know, I want to. And the, the Lucha brothers are still like a pretty big draw, but when you overexpose them and keep having them lose to people, it, it can like hurt to them when they could be like some of your main key players that we've been saying since there's, day there's one. There's been zero evolution with the Lucha yeah, since yeah. the day one. It's like TK just goes, okay, I need to get Mox and Claudio over. How can I do that? Okay, Lucha Brothers. I need you to also, get FTR over. So no, you can put Lucha Brothers with like very little build in a tag team title match on a pay-per-view and it'll be a five-star match, you know? Exactly. Like, so once a year, he runs them versus the Bucks in some iteration. Yeah, you know? like, and it's like, okay, cool, but I feel like there is there is a next step there that, that like, they're, they're great. They're like amazing. To, like, maybe solidify this uh, luchador faction because that was one of the moments I really enjoyed in the Battle Royal was when all the luchadors came yeah. together to try and fight off everyone. The Lucha Brothers become a Lucha family. yeah. I'd like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, R- Penta and, and Ray Phoenix are just so good, and anyone they fight, they they definitely make good, and I, they're a staple in AW. Like they're 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 actually pillars of this company because they've always been here helping. If they're not winning, they're making other mm-hmm. people look like a million bucks. And uh, this week, uh, Dynamite felt a bit of a hangover episode, a but it still had like some some fun wrestling, and it still had some things that drove the stories. Like specifically, like I said, the Don Callis thing driving the story next week i thought uh swerve recently has really made the most of like the little time he's had oh, yeah. and i i think i feel like they're building him up for probably that singles against orange cassidy because yeah. that end of the battle royal was, was really the best part of it between yeah. those two and just his everything just his entrance his mannerisms he just seems like fucking evil and yeah. he, it's great uh i, I actually thought that triple threat was all right um yeah and i think big bill's really stepped up as big cast. Yeah. Like was pretty impressed with him this week, actually. Yeah. I, I, I think swerve is, they're still trying to find the right footing, but like I, as soon as we were becoming big fans of him at NXT, it was like, man, this guy's good at everything. So he's well-rounded and mm. something's, something's not clicking where it's like, okay, in WWE, they, they thought, what do we do with this guy? Let's, 
heal him up and put him with the team. And then the team got over and then they turned the baby face and then he left. And then he gets here and then he gets a team and then now the team's not with him and then he's with another team and it's, it's, it's and so he still hasn't fought Keith Lee. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, do you need these people? Like, I get you're a bad guy and you want your lackeys and stuff like that, but like, I don't know if he necessarily needs that at this point. This guy looks like he's got a lot of connections. He's the one who I, brought in Rick I Ross. Do, I do think there's like, I don't mind him having blank people behind yeah, him. Yeah. I, I think it has worked Trench. and it makes him seem like, uh, more menacing because he's leading a these, Don, these yeah. big people. Yeah. Um, cause I think that worked with Hit Row when he, when he turned in NXT, that was when everything was coming together. But it, it, I'm ready for him to have serious programs. Like he's been in this ongoing feud forever with Keith Lee on Rampage that no one's seeing and they still haven't got to the match. Like scrap that. Let's move on. He should beat Orange. He Cassidy. should beat Orange. Yeah. Be dastardly and have a killer run with this title. I saw a tweet from, uh, Top Dalla and, uh, Mia Yim were going at it on Twitter and some you know, he- healthy, fun, Banter. Banter. Right. And uh, Mia Yim basically sh- fired shots at Top Dollar being like, uh, every time you come out and people realize Swerve isn't with you, they boo you because they, they forget that he left. And Top Dollar replied with, well, you know, that guy stole every idea that I had. Oh. Which Swerve then tweeted out later that day, uh, going to the movies to see Spider-Man because my friend, it's like a selfie with him, him and a buddy being like, my friend had a great idea to go see Spider-Man, and I thought it'd be a fun idea to steal his idea. <laughs> so I don't know what the the, the underlying things there are, mm. but I w- if I'm top dollar, I would not be throwing stones at uh, people over there because it's June. I yeah, know, the the chop dollar uh, mm. might be coming soon because. That is a group that have absolutely done shit for yeah. me. They were amazing with Swerve. I can't lie. That is a flop. That is a big L there. Cut, cut them loose and maybe we'll be finding them back in together. It's a shame. I really like them as an act in yeah. NXT and I don't think they were given much of a chance to flourish on SmackDown both times round. Um, and yeah, and losing Swerve was actually. Absolutely a detriment. Yeah. Um, shame they couldn't maybe replace with someone yeah. to have been in that position. Because everyone's like, oh, you're just trying to replace with a different uh, a rapper gimmick. It's like, well, wh- these guys aren't the wrestlers. Like, Ashant, uh, sorry. You, you don't even need the leader to be the rapper. No. You know, you can have them yeah. rapping around them. Top so Doll is a great, like, fun rapper. He can do the, 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 those kinds of things. But when it came to the wrestling, it's like, oh, man, he's not there. Yeah. Uh, that was the issue. Yeah. So, I mean, like... It's and it showed that they got nothing mm. on on any time I've seen them in parts. I'm like, this is bad. So Swerve, on the meanwhile, isn't doing too much better. But now I think and I hope that they can turn him into a way bigger star that he like kind of deserves to be. I, watching him for years and years, whether it was the Indies before NXT, like he's always had something, I and think now he he's got it. Top top. Guy, yeah, I know? think he could be like like and and call a spade a spade. Look at that all in poster. You got one black person on it, yeah. Jade. She probably ain't gonna be on the show. Yeah, this guy is a star, man. Like, yeah. and they're I, I. Hopefully, they're not fucking this up. Like, this guy could be a main event world champion. I feel he gets good reactions as well. I feel people kind of forget about him and then see him and they're like, oh shit, this guy's so good. I, I, I really, I really do think that. And again, I'm someone who loves the hip hop world and the connection. Whenever that connects, like the Rick Ross stuff, anything this guy can bring in that is a smart move and gets people like into it. And, you know, from someone watching who, who goes, I don't give a shit about Rick Ross or these rappers. 
it'll bring someone else in who went, Oh, I got to watch this. Cause that guy, you know, it, it, it is a draw. And I, I do think they'll turn it around. And I do think he should beat orange Cassidy. Cause I, I'm excited for that one-on-one. Rematch, yeah. That'll be good. Which possibly is soon. Um, and then we had the main event of, uh, Soraya and Jericho versus Britt Baker and Adam Cole. I think this felt like this is the end of this feud now. Yeah. You know, Cole with two definitive wins over Jericho. Yeah. I'm hoping that's the end of it. I thought it was a pretty fun main, actually. I like, I like Jericho whenever he kind of get, you know, tripping Brit as she's running the ropes yeah. and that kind of thing. Oh, just yeah. Just being a prick. Um, yeah, he's so, <laughs> that specific spot made me laugh yeah. out loud because you're not supposed to, the guys aren't supposed to wrestle the yeah. girls, but of course Jericho's like, whoop, you know, yeah. tripping her and stuff. It was good. Uh, the match itself was fine. It the match was fine. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like a dynamite main event. I can't say that. I, I really didn't like the match at the pay-per-view, no. but I'm kind of pleased that it ended. I'm like, yep, that feels like the end. Let's, <laughs> let's move on now. Let's move on. And Jericho's to like, else. wait, I still need to feud with you for three more months. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 we're over. No, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, let, let's look who's in Japan. Who can Yeah. Jericho's going to put the face paint on and become the pain maker and we'll have a, a match against someone possibly mm-hmm. at the, the pay-per-view. But I don't know where we go with Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think. I can see him versus MJF at some point. Okay. Um, but it, it, it is just that weird time of year, isn't it? Because you're trying to build up this cross promotion pay-per-view. Yeah. So I could see maybe, uh, that being a TV match. Maybe, um, you could always do that on a collision, you know, to try and boost one of those big yeah. first collision shows. Sure. Um, Adam Cole seems to have no, beef with punk <laughs> and as far as we know mjf's on the poster for collision so i think that could be even book it for you know the debut yeah the debut of collision is punk speaking and mjf cole for the title you could do yeah i, I imagine we get mjf punk for the title in this year at some, some point, point maybe wembley or something because sting showed up on dynamite yeah for a save right and that kind of makes me go okay are we going to go towards that darby's real pissed that MJF pinned him with the headlock takeover yeah. and MJF's promo that they showed briefly on dynamite was like, I beat you with that and I'll always beat you with that. Mm. So that makes me like down the line, you know, ending stings career with a headlock takeover. Yeah. Kind of. Nice. I'm, I'm kind of for that. Uh, like he beat sting and then he has to face Darby one-on-one and Darby like beating him could be a huge, huge thing. But yeah, I- I'm hoping that we can finally move on from double or nothing and kind of some of the bad booking there and just move forward with this whole summer of all these crazy events. They got the Owen Hart tournament thing going on. Like, just well, I'm, go. I'm looking forward to Dynamite this week because I'm like, yep, yeah, we've had the hangover one. Yeah. Right. What programs are we getting? Let's, yeah. let's get cooking here. Exactly. It's not long. Yeah. Um, there was some more announcements from, uh, Dominion yesterday. We've got the lineup for the G1 this year and I've got the list here and it's, it looks pretty different from usual. We start with some of the usuals, Okada, Naito, Sanada, Osprey, Tanahashi, David Finley, Shota Umino, Shingo Takagi, Ishii, Tamatonga, Tangaloa, Hikaleo, Goto, Yoshihashi, Toriyano, Kenta, Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, and from AEW, Eddie Kingston, ELP, Renarita, Evil, Chase Owens, Jeff Cobb, uh, Grado Khan, Aaron Hanare, uh, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, uh, Shane Haste, um, Mikey Nichols, Yoda Suji, and Kaito Kiyomiya from Noah. You said AEW's 
Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Sorry, Ring of Honor's Eddie <laughs> Kingston. <laughs> Even though the logo has him saying he's the AEW. only AEW representative there. But yeah, Eddie Kingston, he left AEW. I quit AEW, but I'm representing them in the G1. So uh, what did Eddie What did Eddie do or say to get this spot and no one else? Did Eddie? Does Eddie have some dirt on TK that was like, I'm walking? I don't think dirt. It's like, I think... Tony Khan finds him a headache and never knows what to do with yeah, him. Yeah, go to so Japan. Go to Japan. Yeah, yeah. you want to wrestle those Japanese guys? Go. <laughs> and then uh, everyone will be happy because an AEW stars in it. Yeah, and and he's great. You know, he's a, a huge fan of. Uh, He'll be so up for this. You know, he's probably like to the moon. He loves his Japanese wrestling. I, I know that because I listened to him on WH Park all those mm. months back, and I know he listens to WH Park every month because he's he's a huge fan of the Japanese wrestling and stuff. So it's like let him do this and like. Go like, for it. This is one of the biggest fields they've had, so I imagine they're doing the four blocks again like last year. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like this lineup. You've got some of the usuals, but then they've got a load of kind of the uh, some junior heavyweights going up to this and uh, some kind of uh, young, like recently graduated young Lions. Uh, I kind of like this. It feels a bit fresher than usual. Yeah, it feels a lot fresher with a bunch of the different names. Obviously, the uh, Kiyomiya, that whole... Uh, storyline, right? Yeah, I'd imagine you'd have him in the same block as Okada. Yeah, so the like a fi- a final or a one on one encounter, obviously going to happen there. I think he could play. Uh, he could play spoiler for Okada this year. Like beat him? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And then you can rematch that at at some point down the road. But it's you know it's it's G one. You the G one is the time of year where you can have your big stars lose against people you wouldn't normally lose against yeah you know you can play the the injuries built up by doing the tournament and i think i think kiyomiya should be in the same block as okada and beat him in that yeah who do you see winning this whole this whole thing i mean it's whether do you see sonata holding this to the tokyo dome i don't i don't necessarily so maybe someone else wins it Uh, sonata wins it osprey like yeah possibly Possibly there, there's still the problem with New Japan. I, 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 I can be honest, and I haven't been still fully into it as much as I used to be. But they haven't done a good job of trying to push some of the other stars that they've had in the wings, ready for that opportunity, waiting, hungry. I think that's what they've been doing now. That's the, what they've been doing this year. Yeah, but I think they're doing it like the Bullet Club. They'll never get rid of it because they know that shirt will always mm. still sell. But to push David Finley is like cool. But was he ready for that spot? I don't know. I don't know if he was. I know someone else just joined Bullet Club like this on this show and stuff. But I, I think the thing is, it's it's so you're so used to uh, you know a David Finley and a Sonada being in this position. It was the same when they went with Evil as well. That it's it, it's strike. I think they struck the iron when it was hot at perfect time with Okada because people were like, "Oh, really? We're going with that now?" But he was still pretty young into his career when they went with him. Whereas you know, we've seen Sonata forever. We've seen David Finley forever. That it it takes a bit of convincing. All right, yeah. you're going to n- really need to convince me that you're at this level. But I look up and down their roster, and I'm like, well, I think I'd feel that way with anyone you're giving that push to. And I am glad you are giving that push to people because I am kind of tired of the Okada Naito Tanahashi. Exactly. Yeah. You You can't keep going back to like some of those old matches that they go to so many times. So like, I, I want to applaud them for trying new people, but in the past, like two years, I obviously the pandemic, it sucked and ruined everything. But like 
you have some stars there. Like your Shingo, you gave him the title and then you gave it, you took it away from him and he's just now just another like guy. We, we've seen this before in like WWE though as well. You had that period of time where they kept on bringing back, you know, Undertaker, Cena, Triple H, Batista, like all yeah. these people because they didn't trust their own stars. Now we're at a point, WrestleMania this year barely relied on anyone. It was their core roster and they finally you know, got yeah. these people that we see as stars now. I think it's just, it's kind of growing pains thing that hopefully we get there with that. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I, I barely watch New Japan anymore. Yeah. Like I, I want to, I want to be able to have everyone buzzing about a David Finley G1 match or, yeah. you know, something like that where it's like, oh, okay. Some people, because you named a few people that I've not really followed and not too familiar with. And those are the like, the the people that might break out and have a chance to like go oh he made a name for himself in this like tournament or stuff like that so it's like it's it's uh it's it's different with AEW one guy from AEW which I think a lot of people wanted like your Danielsons and your and your that but this is a You're smart not move going to, yeah are you like yeah. why would you risk that? give up that yeah um yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm excited for this G1 just because it has a few different things and different takes and angles and. For the past few years, it's always been Okada or Jay White being champ, and this time it's different. So, like, maybe we do get someone beating Sonata for the title and getting this opportunity. But I do hope that the G1 is known for producing some of the best standout singles matches of the year, and I hope we can get back to that level where everyone's talking about – I didn't feel it this this past year where people were like, oh, like, did you watch some of these these standout G1 matches? None of them were that level, I think, of, like – what we can normally get to and, and stuff. And also I noticed that bad luck Fale is not in the G one this year. So, what? Which, oh, you're right. So like fucking finally, cause he is well, always I, taking up a spot. So uh, maybe it's a trade. Maybe he's going to ring of honor. <laughs> bad luck. Fale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's I know you drove. Cool. Oh yeah, he's usually in that too, right? Yeah, good. <laughs> but yeah, I- I'm excited with having some different names and put into it, and yeah. I'm hoping that when we get there to in the summer, that it'll uh, pick up and have some bangers. Yeah. Um. Well, let's move over to WWE. Oh, I've got all my images wrong here. Uh, got a nice picture of Eddie Kingston as we're talking about Roman. Reigns. Well, I mean, Eddie Kingston <laughs> is someone that hasn't been used in AEW and Ring of Honor properly, so maybe this is a good time for him to go out and kick some ass and. Have people been talking about what matches he's having over in Japan? Again, this guy's probably over the moon that he can do this. And while we're on the topic of still New Japan somewhat, John Moxley, Claudio and Shooter this morning, uh, John Moxley getting a nasty headbutt from Ishii. Basically, Moxley uh, got a tattoo, a new tattoo that says Perez in Japanese. Uh, hopefully, he got someone to spell check that properly uh, translation because for all we know, it could say soup yeah. on his arm. Uh, he said he's now – he got a resident card nice. for Japan. So, John Moxley is going to be bleeding all over Japan in the, in the future. And and you know what? I think Claudio will be showing up a lot more there too. So, those Cesaro fans out there seeing Cesaro tie up, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, he would have been someone to put in the G1 that would have just been – Awesome. But again, you're losing him on. I mean, yeah, he's your real honor champion. Yeah. I, I just don't think it's, this is like a, a grueling month long 
Yeah. Uh, like it's it's bad business. Yeah. You know, for Tony Khan to yeah, do that. To give like away as much as we want to see like these people come. So that's why that. Eddie is like, you won't miss him because I'm not using him properly right now, anyways. So it's like, okay, he he's he's got like the best situation possible where you know a lot of others were probably fighting for that like shot. So Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um well let's move over to WWE because uh this week Roman Reigns celebrated a thousand years as champion. Wait, no. A thousand days as champion. Uh, he was presented with the... Another new belt. The new undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Um, basically, it's the same design, but gold plating behind it. And I don't know. I, what do you think of the look to start with? It's the same title. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing, yeah. except now there's gold in the back of it it's like how many times have they presented this exact title it's been since the rock right yeah that's like five times with the same design they like this big (laughs) w imagine imagine apple iphone they're like all right here's this new phone it it's the exact same thing as the other one i mean that is yeah that's exactly what they do i i uh i don't like the titles going in wwe right now uh the other one the seth one like as soon as he won it and he carries it around i'm like okay it looks all right uh, I actually don't mind the the universe, the one that Roman has, like that he was carrying around the two. Also, this just means he can't swing the I two know, belts. That's what I'm swinging these. I things. think he looks great with the two titles. Swinging it. I guess it does make sense now to have the now you've split the titles again. Some kind of it makes sense to have it as one title, but it did look good. It it, it kind of two. just it it feels like we've gone back. Yeah, you know, for no reason. It's like you built this up as this huge double yeah. championship thing then we've introduced another world championship and now we're back to one belt it just feel it feels less than it was a month ago yeah it's like triple H taking the piss here like hey here's a new title and you won't like it and then it's like here's a new title and then we're putting these two titles together it just just feels a little like i don't it makes I me less of, interested. i do prefer the look of it like just the gold i like more gold on a title. gold um, more gold than leather um but I think uh, we were kind of saying the last couple of weeks that Bloodline story is kind of, you know, yeah. treading water a bit and I'm getting a little bored of it. I will say I this segment brought me back this week. I, I thought this was a really good segment and I thought Jimmy was, when he pie-faced Roman, uh, was fucking awesome. And uh, Roman trying to get um, like them back on board, trying to get Solo to kick him in the face. Um, Jay, we still don't know where he's standing um but yeah i this really got me back because i felt like they've from the saudi arabia show it's like right we're doing things we're getting moving again and it's not like will they won't they every week and this kind of solidified that um and i loved the the hug roman gave jimmy because it was like you see in those mob films where he realizes now he's got to like shoot his best friend in the back of the head. Right. And that's what it it's was. It was like the room. this, the pain in Roman's face where he's like, man, I got to do this. I, I know what I have to do. I know what I got to do. I got to kill him. I got to kill him. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it now for me revitalizes these people a little bit because I assume we'll get a Jimmy and Roman match. I assume we'll get a tag match. I, I should be. Yeah. This, this is for a tag match, right? Like, I think we'll do both. I, I right. think this is like, their story right now who else is challenging roman i i do think you'll get uh maybe the tag first and then jimmy roman or the other yeah. way around 
Um, but yeah, I, it, this kind of brought me back this week. All right. Well, hot take. I'm so still over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely on my own here because I saw so many people being like, oh, it's back. They got us back. And I watched it right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking bored of it, man. I'm so over the like overacting of specifically now Roman and the Usos. Solo doesn't do much. He just stands there. Mm. He's got the easy gig. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely feeling like the story should have something should have shifted whether you know people are saying sammy should have won cody should have run one i i don't know i watch it and i'm just kind of they're redoing the same thing every week again i i'm totally on my own and um i i'm it's not it's not a draw for me it's not doing it for me and i i think we can have roman and solo beat the usos in a tag match i would assume is the the money in the bank match this mm. the tag match right like I think that is what interests me more than a singles match with Roman versus one of them. But yeah. I think a tag match could be really good. I think it could be good. Four, yeah, and could be really hot with the crowd. It's yeah, yeah, you do yeah. It in London or whether you do it in Detroit. There's no denying that like all these characters are are super over, and Roman's like the the mega god of how he's ever been presented. But I'm definitely I I I'm definitely on my own. But I'm like just over the like. The overacting of every week, Jay or Jimmy, is it Jay or Jimmy who does this with his hands on his head? Like every week, he's, mm-hmm. he can't fathom that these guys did not talk for a week. And then here they are, you know, their differences. It's wrestling. I know that, but I'm like, all right, we're, we're wringing this towel out and this towel still got a lot of water in it because they're going to do this for like the whole summer, I'm imagining. But well, you can't just drop it cold. No, no. You can't no. just go, ah, bloodline are over and yeah, Roman's yeah, facing yeah. this guy. You've got to tell the story you've been telling. And uh, for me, I think, yeah, there's a couple of compelling matches you can now tell with this. And we're you've got to tell the story of, you know everyone leaving Roman. So eventually when Roman loses, yeah. it's because he's got no one. Yeah, yeah. And he's completely on his own. And he's like and the, I, the baddie. I like that. I feel like we're finally getting there. You know, Jimmy's done with them now. Jay will soon be done with them. And then it's Solo who like, is he with his brothers or his cousin? Like, I I'm I am enjoying it. I, I have been negative the last few weeks because I did feel that they, they were just going back on the same stuff. But, I kind of feel the trains moving again now. Like I, I can kind of compare it to Succession, and Succession is an awesome show. But a, a critique of Succession would be like they keep doing the the same. Ah, let's go back to that, and then we do it again. Mm. Okay, what's the next episode? Well, I can't tell you which one's which because they're the fucking same episode mm. every week. That's kind of how I feel with with this, and that's a good thing and mm. also a bad thing. So like I'm, I definitely feel like I'm on my own, but I'm. Just not as interested. There's no match that would make me be as excited, more excited than Roman versus Cody too, or Roman yeah. versus. So I'm kind of like, this is our champion and it's being presented like a thousand day reign and this. Okay. How many times has he defended this? How many times mm-hmm. is he? And I get it. He's the, the main boss and like the Hollywood guy that's not going to be on your house shows and stuff like that. But I am just a bit, bit over it when. Now you're trying to hit me over the head with, well, actually, no, Seth is our champion. Uh, 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 okay. But then these guys, he's fighting an attack. It's, it's just a little like, ah. But when it gets to the pay-per-views, I know it's going to hit because they have been. And you cannot deny and that I, either. I think that's the thing. Like, AEW has five pay-per-views. WWE have like 10 a, lot, a year. Yeah. And they've got to kind of map it out of what are we doing? You're not going to do Cody winning the title up against Roman at a 
backlash or you, you know yeah. like a smaller one so you've got to kind of map it out what are we doing for survivor series SummerSlam? yeah so i don't know what i like from this is you like i could see cool you've actually got two pay-per-view cycles in there with matches you can do before yeah. you set up the both next not game. involving I the title the criticism, though. Yeah, <laughs> but both I not do. involving the world double well, I think championship Jimmy will challenge for it yeah, and not win. So it's like, all right, like mm. I, I, I definitely can understand. It's just for me, it's like every week seems like very repetitive. Of, are we friends? We're brothers, but are we friends? I'm mm. a little like, can we let's get some some juice into it? Where the fuck is Rikishi? KB is asking, how is it still undisputed when there's another world title? No, there's only one world title. <laughs> it's sad. There's one world title, and there's a universal. Like yeah. Roman is the undisputed champion of the universe. Seth's just the world champion. Right. Yeah. Why have a world champion and an intercontinental champion? Intercontinental means world. Yeah. It means the same thing. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh I'm I'm not I, again, I'm someone who watches segments and then I watch the pay-per-views and I'm like, "Oh wow, WWE's been killing it with their pay-per-views and they totally have." And I'm definitely going to be watching Money in the Bank regardless. I'm definitely going to be watching SummerSlam regardless, but I would like our SummerSlam world title, sorry, what undisputed Universal World Heavyweight Championship match. I'm hoping it's not Roman versus Jimmy Uso at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's more a match. I think you do that at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Because then you can do a cash-in tease, you know, at Money in the Bank. Right. And then I think at SummerSlam you can do the tag. Okay. Like, which is weird having Roman not defend his title at SummerSlam. Yeah, see, I don't like that. Yeah. But I think the tag match is bigger than a Roman defense where you know Roman's winning. So I guess it's depending if they go to the tag match sooner or later. Like I, I, watching this, I would assume it's just the tag match with Solo and Roman. But yeah, yeah. But Jay's not decided yet, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we friends? I don't know. Are we friends? It's riveting. <laughs> so we do have Money in the Bank coming next. Uh, we've had some qualifiers so far. Uh, qualified for the men's is Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, Mustafa Ali. And then it will either be Butch or Baron Corbin. Um, we've got Matt Riddle and uh, a place to be announced as well. Um, what do you think? Uh, who stands out maybe for Money in the Bank this year? Winning it? Yeah. yeah. Who else can be added that is actually believable as a like contender? I, the match sounds already pretty good with mm. all these people in it. Uh, LA Knight, man, is That's just going over for. as yeah. fuck. No matter what they do, it's just for some reason, it's the new thing to just be, cheer for this guy and... I'm kind of all for it. to see to see where this guy can land in a year will be very interesting. I think he's the most interesting to be with yeah. this money in the bank title. And when you think of when you've had it on popular heels in the past, it's made for really exciting segments. I'm thinking Dolph Ziggler when yeah. he was at his his peak of going for it, and that's where LA Knight is now. He's that heel that everyone just yeah. loves at the moment, and yeah. I think you can have really fun teases with him threatening to cash in on Seth. Because, yeah, because it's like you could have someone like, is there a possibility that we're getting Cody in this match? Probably not. I don't know. Uh, there is spots to be announced. So maybe because like Cody could do the, the thing and win it and tell Roman when he's cashing it in instead of cashing yeah. it in. And then whoever wins the women's title should have it for a while. Because I feel like the women's side of it, they've not had someone hold on to it for a long time. It's always been a quick cash quick in. Cash in. Yeah, so true. like that would make the story la a bit different for the women's side of it so the women we've got confirmed Zelina Vega Natalia uh sorry Zelina Vega Becky Lynch um 
Oh, they still got a load of qualifiers. Yeah, so we were... Zelina's qualified. Sorry, it's Natalia versus Zoe Stark. So one of them will go in. Zoe, we were saying Zoe should win it. I think so. And uh, give it to Trish. Becky or Sonya, <laughs> uh, Mia Yim or Bailey, Shotzi or Io. Um, oh, Io. So I think you could set up that Io Bailey feud by Bailey stopping Io from winning it. Okay. You know, like Io's about to get it like and Bailey not. Sandow and Cody all those years kind ago. Kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zoe Stark makes sense. You know, new heel uh, with Trish. Like, because I'm inspired by when, uh, I mean, it worked, but people groaned when the the firm mm. won the the contract for MJF and then gave it to him. Yeah. I could see Trish doing that with Zoe. Like, hey, Zoe, go fight, get your ass kicked and win. And you're going to give it to me. Yeah. And then Becky versus Trish for the title. Could do that at SummerSlam is what I would do, but uh, Becky's not a champ though. Right? No, but she she could be she could be so or or sorry Trish could be. Although Asuka's the champ right now, right? Mm. The real money match. I'm knocking on wood. I've already got some dream matches for some shows we're going to, but please prayer circle for Io Asuka at SummerSlam. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, if you you could do it the other way around, where you know. LA Knight wins it. Like if it's not Cody and announcing a spot, LA Knight wins it. And EO is the one to like go. I want you at SummerSlam. Fair. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going EO or Zoe, I think. Yeah, me that. too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to get another super hot crowd in London for this. So I'm, I'm pretty looking forward to money. Money in the bank's usually pretty fun. Pretty fun. I could see this card being good. They, they've been on a roll lately. So I'm super excited about that and seeing. I, I, yeah, I, I'm wondering about the SummerSlam. Like, where, where do we go with the main events with the winners of that and stuff? But yeah, can we'll be fun. See. And then we had Dark Side of the Ring return this week, uh, with an episode looking at, uh, Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch. Sonny. Yeah. Did you have a chance to I watch it this morning? Yeah. 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 I watched this. This show is fantastic. It's, it makes me feel dirty, but you also feel like if you watch wrestling, you know all the little ins and outs of every little bits and bobs, but these, this show, this series is so popular with non-wrestling fans. Like, How many times do we've talked to strangers who don't know much about wrestling, but have watched every episode of this mm. because it's just so like interesting. It's, an, it's a 44-something doc on some fucked up shit usually, so it is interesting to non-wrestling fans, but this one... I mean, every episode is kind of sad almost, right? Like depressing, but that's why it's there's, dark there's side. There's some that are outrageous and some that are just like sad. And this was a real sad one, actually. This was a total sad one. Uh, Tammy, Sonny, and Chris Candido. And like, you know, you kind of know that somewhat of the story. Or maybe there's fans out there who don't. And this is kind of your introduction to that. And I mean, yeah, uh, a, a story that bummed me out watching it because Chris Candido had all the talent and came into the wrestling business and there's specific line would definitely recommend watching it. You know, there's kind of a spoiler free chat. There's not anything you can spoil, but like parts of it that stood out to me in this episode, uh, Jim Cornette, say what you want about him. I love him on dark side of the ring. He is someone mm-hmm. who is very knowledgeable about wrestling sometimes. And, uh, especially things of the past. And when he was there dealing with these people firsthand account, he is the best person to have on a show like this. I've loved him on every episode uh, of dark side of the ring, to be honest. So I actually really loved him on this, this one too. And him saying certain things like crying and explaining like, yeah, like, like this guy was fucked all over of them got really, I think it, it is just cause it's both of these, like both Sonny and Chris Candido, just, you know, everyone was like, seem like, really normal, just nice kids who, uh, like Chris Candido, all he wanted to do was be a wrestler, didn't really have the support of his 
his parents. Yeah. Um, but he made it and he worked on himself and got there and, uh, the sad part sunny into it yeah that just... was the line that was the, that 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 was made me so bummed out when he when they're like when they said like chris would say i can't leave her man I, i'm the one who brought her here i'm the one who said hey i'm going into wrestling she didn't know about wrestling yeah. she wanted to be a, what, a vet a doctor or something yeah he when you because he... all you hear is like you know you see the um what she was like doing a sex video she's had all those duis she's in prison right now yeah and then when you go back and you see this like young beautiful smart looking girl who wants to be a fucking doctor yeah and then you see that path she goes down it it is so sad and you you saw like jim Cornette was genuinely really like cut up about it yeah. uh, obviously uh candido's brother was uh lance storm as well like all three of them had to be like sorry tom pritchard too all yeah. of them were like i can't right now and that's like you know 15 years later after this happening like it's yeah and you know what like as much as they try to cover everything and be pretty bluntly honest in a lot of things i think they were holding back on things that they may or may not know of situational stuff and another part that i was not aware of uh the clip of paul Heyman and this like quote-unquote shoot interview that they filmed and made money off of where she was just really at a low point and that was that was that was gross because as like and it was one of those points where I agreed with Cornette. Exactly. Like he's like, like still fuck him for doing that yeah, because yeah. this wasn't, this wasn't, you know, uh, let's, he- let's hear this, your story. Let's, this wasn't like yeah. she's come out of rehab and she's back and say like a, a page yeah. talking about yeah, exactly. how she was at her lowest point and being very blunt and tragically honest about it. But now, it, it's easy to listen. It's easier to listen to because you know she's in a good place yeah. now. You know this wasn't that. This was in the middle of yeah. the drugs. He's, and he's the like, hey, tell me about your drugs and tell me about how did it feel oh. when you did this. And it's like he was he knew what he was doing, right? Like yeah. he was poking the bear and filming it, and she agreed to it because he's going to pay her money and probably didn't pay her. So like it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. I, I was not familiar with that he had done. They had done that no. for ECW and. It's kind of disgusting, to be honest. And uh, then just like Candido's death as well. Like I still can't get over it. Like just an ankle injury, breaking your ankle on pay per view, and then taking a flight, having a blood clot, and dying. Like it's so tragic, man. So would be so confused if you hear that. Like, well, he broke his ankle. Yeah, uh, another, uh, and just because of his dedication to it, and how you know he kind of got clean and was. They were saying like. Uh, you, you'd watch him wrestle and he had that spark again. It was like him from early in his career. And he was still young, like 32 still or something young. like that. Yeah, yeah pretty nice. my age, my age when he died. I, I, yeah, and another thing, like, you know all the stories, whether you, how deep you are into wrestling, if you're, you know, got into watching shoot interviews and, you know, people calling other people out and stuff, there's always been stories of Sonny hooking up with Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. hooking up with some other wrestlers and them being pretty nasty to Chris Candido. Yeah. And... They, I feel like they didn't really get into that on this episode, but there was a few clips of people being like, this guy, would, Chris Candido would be out wrestling hmm. while she was backstage doing some things. Yeah. Knowing, everyone knowing and being in on and it. And him knowing as well and being like, well, what the fuck can what I, I gonna do? do? Yeah. This is my career. Yeah. He's the top guy. What can I do? Yeah. Horrible. Like, yeah. just so, so sad. 
this story. Yeah, and I mean, like they didn't not they didn't have Sunny on this because, like you said, she's in jail right now, I believe, mm. right? So like, there's there's had things some interviews from like three years. They had ago, some right? audio and stuff, which like could like help sort the story out and stuff. And like, she's definitely not innocent. All these years later, she's a grown human being. She, yeah, she was put in terrible positions, but all these years later, like she's not she killed someone. Yeah. No, she's not like coming across. She doesn't come across as like necessarily a, a whole victim in this, but like, yeah, it's the whole thing is really sad and emotional. And mm. that's what this show is covering all these things that you may or may not know about. Right. And, uh, all the, all the power to the Candido and his family and everyone kind of being interviewed in this. It, it, it made for a fantastic episode. I thought uh, as much as it bummed me out afterwards, yeah. I was like, Oh man, that was heavy, but I really enjoyed this show. Um, yeah, we need, uh, I need more, like, of the funny ones, <laughs> the North Korea ones. Yeah, can we get, like, like um, more funnier ones? So next week is, uh, the story of Magnum TA, so another nice uplifting story. There. Yeah, but you know what, I'm really interested in seeing that, because you hear all the time, like, he's one of the what-ifs. He could have been the, the, a Hogan, a Hogan you know? or something, like, right? And we've, we've done, uh, uh, some podcasts briefly covering some of his matches, and we have talked about, like, oh man, this guy's great, so I'm actually interested in, in yeah. seeing that one, for And sure. yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a blind spot as well, like, I don't know too much, so, yeah. yeah. What else is in this season, if you uh, remember? Sure, yeah, I've got the list here. So it's Magnum TA next week. Um, the Graham Dynasty. Uh, what happened to Doink the Clown? Right. Uh, Junkyard Dog. Uh, Adrian Adonis. Bash at the Beach 2000. Abdullah the Butcher. Bam Bam Bigelow. And The World, according to Marty Janetti. Oh, that's, that's a two-parter. Well, that's great. <laughs> definitely be talking about Shawn Michaels in that one too. Uh, yeah, this show is fantastic, and everyone who puts it together is good. Like, it's it's you learn a lot about it, especially if you're a wrestling nerd and you want to learn more and stuff. It's it's interesting, and maybe you do know about it. And yeah, either way, the people behind it are are fantastic. They film a lot of this. A fr- I almost was an extra in this season because oh, yeah? a friend of ours was like, "Hey, my friends are looking for extras, but we did not. I did not go. I don't know who I would have been." But the way they shoot these things, like in the shadows, right, like how you can't see their faces, I re- I did recognize a few local Canadian wrestlers. Oh, being, yeah, nice. like the guy who's playing Sean is like a f- someone from Super Kicked and all these things. So I, I love the show and it is a must watch for even non wrestling fans. One hundred percent. Well, I think that's it. Is there anything else you kind of saw, any news from this week you wanted to talk about? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm really just over the moon with the exciting announcements for Forbidden Door. Like, you got my attention and everything with that, with the two big matches announced for that. I'm just so smitten uh, and excited and happy for the summer of all the wrestling. Try to think of anything else that's going on. Yeah, WWE with the, the title, the new title. That seems like it's just every week there's a new change of the title. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What about you? Anything I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. What have we missed this, this week? Uh, there's a lot of other wrestling. Whether it's like your Ring of Honors and your Ring of Honors announced a pay per view. Yep. That's right. Uh, Death Before Dishonor. Yep. Uh, they're going two nights in New Jersey. Damn. Okay. So the Friday and then the Saturday is the collision. So I mean, it's a, more, asking more of people who in a market you go to a lot mm. so i'm wondering what's gonna happen but there's a lot of people there you know you More know like right new jersey new york you draw crowds um yeah it's a weekend like it's something to do and like ring of honor you'd you'd assume you're getting uh some big matches there with claudio well, views have been good right so yeah should be good yeah um and rampage sounded like i might put on throw on a couple of those matches later because you know uh zach saber jr in action and you had uh Drillisco versus Lucha. commander and a Vikingo Vikingo. sounds pretty fun. So 
looks like Tony was actually like that's what that show should be now. Just throw like your crazy indie talent. In yeah, there. some of the other people that you have you're not using properly. Put them in these matches. Yeah, I'm I'm still like, is that what Collision will be, or is it will be a straight different? No, show? well, I think that's why I think if you use Rampage just for cold matches that sound cool. And then collision for, you know, actual story, angles, yeah. big matches. Um, I think we're going to see Rampage become more and more like that. Well, there's also a lot more talk and discussion about the AW video game, Fight Forever, which we were waiting oh, forever yeah. and we finally were getting it. Some people already have it and they're playing. Uh, it looks like fun. The graphics look like No Mercy from N64, but... Yeah. The, the the way it looks will be fun and we will be getting it at some point. I will say they got me in the feels when they showed Owen Hart finally. Mm. The, the pictures and the images and some videos of Owen Hart being a playable character in a video game is definitely interesting to me. So uh that's that's pretty cool. Um I, I I'm I'm waiting to hear a lot when it finally comes out of like the the two different sides. Cause yeah it kind of looks like shit, but will it be fun? That's what matters. So I'm that's the discourse right now. Like yeah. everyone I know who I'm all my friends who are wrestling fans or video game fans are like, it looks like that, but it's possibly gonna be a lot of fun. So like, okay, we gotta we'll try it. it a go yeah, we gotta try it to, to be fully in there. So uh, I am excited about that. And seeing a lot of like the images and stuff online of it, and it's like, okay, maybe, possibly. But yeah, let us know if you've played it or getting it because uh we'll play it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's it though. That's it. That's it. So uh lots and lots of wrestling talk. We're super excited about this summer. We'll be back with a new Up Next on Tuesday night with ourselves talking all about some NXT. And uh, I can't even remember what's going on in NXT right now, but there's there's things going on. Baron Corbin. Mustafa Ali. Oh, that's right. There we go. That's, that's why I couldn't remember. Uh, so we'll be doing that on Tuesday night. Uh, if you want to hear more of us, you should check out our Patreon patreon.com slash poison rana it's only five bucks to become a friend and you get access to every podcast we've done on that patreon including some retro reviews our was next our movie reviews including best match ever sabu homicidal genocidal suicidal i keep messing the the that up but that was a fun show that we, was really fun we killed yeah, really that show we, we go and check them out we yeah the playlist up there we ate that show up we had so much fun we went through the best of sabu through his time in ecw wwe tna and we linked a, we put up the match listing so go find them they're all online for free everywhere but then we went and talked a lot about sabu and the history and looking up some pretty crazy story that story about sandman about the stairway to thing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this was a really fun podcast guys you want some laughs and some craziness and barbed wire and sabu this is the podcast for you so i uh, was really proud of that one and that one came out this week uh next week we got a new up yours coming out we're going to be looking at suicide squad from 2016 yes as picked by family member rob mcdonald emmy award winner emmy rob award McDonald. winning rob mcdonald so we're gonna talk all about uh suicide squad this week uh, also if you're fans of succession we did the sesh the final the finale of the sesh, the succession review with Davey hosting with me, John and Way, chatting all about those fine, fine people. And that's on this very feed. So go and check yeah. that out. We put that out for free. So, uh, really fun to like put a, put a bow on succession. Yeah. So lots and lots of podcasts. Go check us out on our Patreon. Like I said, it's only five bucks and there's like 500 shows. You can go in that back catalog of so many different things that fit your, 
your niches of wrestling and movies and all sorts of fun, fun stuff. So go check us out and support the boys here because that's how we keep the lights on over here. And that's how we keep creating this content. And we can't do it without you fine, fine folks listening to us and supporting us. If you're listening to us on a Apple podcast or Spotify or whatever, go give us a nice like or review or RT. All the little things go such a, such a long, long way. So we appreciate you, you fine, fine people, uh, at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And follow these spaces because we will be announcing some stuff for All In Weekend. Uh, and then, of course, we got our Forbidden Poor. If you haven't got your tickets, all right, go get it. Go, go get it. Do it. I, myself, Brain Harrington, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And we're going to go salsa. Ahoy!